And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling bands and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see the thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Hi everyone, we're in a, a series at the moment on these sort of short Thought for the Day videos thinking about finding God in unexpected places. And I love the story of these shepherds for, for so many reasons. Uh, shepherds in, in their society were absolute outcasts. Uh, because they traded with other nations, they knew other languages and other cultures, and uh, they were often were, were, were away from home for weeks or months at end, living out uh, in the rough, really. Uh, they were often dirty, smelly, hard people that were uh, viewed with sort of suspicion. Uh, so if you were attacked, for example, and the only person who witnessed the attack was a shepherd, that person, even if they were the only witness, could not give evidence in a court of law. That's how shepherds were thought of. Not only were they shepherds, they were shepherds from, from Bethlehem, this sort of backwater town, this, this nowhere place. Uh, they were working a night shift. They were working the fields, watching over the flocks by night. Uh, this is something that they were used to, probably born in a family that, that did this, uh, learned the trade, learned the job, just, just, just did it uh, by, by rote. Uh, and one of their jobs was to guard the flocks by night. Uh, in the Old Testament, we have an example, don't we, of, of David, who was a shepherd boy, interestingly, from Bethlehem, as we're going to think in a, a couple of these reflections' time. But he once told somebody that he was used to fending off lions and, and bears and wolves. So these are brave men, but something this night terrifies them. Have you ever had a shock? that terrifies you, that doesn't just make you jump, but that in an instant fills all your senses with this intense fear. Well, that's what Luke is describing here. These tough men who are used to the, the dark, used to being alone in fields at night, terrified. I remember a couple of years ago, um, I don't even know where it was, but we sang a hymn around Christmas time, uh, and there was a line in it that said, God surprises earth with heaven coming here on Christmas day. Uh, because God is a God of surprises, we can expect to find him in unexpected places. And today I just wanna think about this one thought. Uh, these shepherds were working. They're working the fields, they're watching the flock. So they find God not in the temple or the tabernacle or not while talking to a priest or doing anything religious or spiritual. They discover the actual presence of God in the workplace. That's an amazing thought for us today, isn't it? 
Uh, I remember a few years ago coming across a book uh, by William Morris called Where is God at Work? Uh, and he was asking this specific question of why we divide our lives into spiritual things and, and secular things. Uh, we think of working for God as obviously good, uh, so that's sort of white. Then we think about working for money or working for profit as, as sort of less good or bad. And there's this black and white view of, of God and work. But he argues that for the majority of our lives, most of us occupy this sort of grey zone, this blurring. And he said, he, he, in the book, introduces us to this concept, God worked. I mean, that's how creation is described. On the seventh day, God rest, rest, rested, sorry, he doesn't rescue us from work, but he did rest from his work. So the first person, the first worker in the Bible is God himself. So God is interested in work, anything that adds order and beauty and value to his creation, anything that brings connection and restoration. Uh, whenever we, we do these things, we're kind of looking after our corner of, of Eden, which is what, as human beings, we're commissioned and, and called to do. Uh, so this guy, William Morris, I just want to read you a little bit about him. He says, I am a priest. I am a tax lawyer. He's bivocational, he's got two jobs. As a priest, I celebrate the Eucharist, I preach, I lay on hands and anoint with oil, I listen, I wear a clerical shirt and a dog collar, bracket sometimes. Uh, I go to parish coffee hours, I'm part of the team at St. Martin's in the Fields, uh, the church of the quote, ever open door, that's a beautiful phrase, and a pioneer in social care and outreach to the homeless. Now as a tax lawyer, I work on international policy, I travel globally, uh, I meet with politicians, uh, I re um, sorry, I've lost my theories, politicians and civil servants, and I chair business groups that interact with national, regional and international organisations. I'm part of a team at GE, General Electric, one of the largest companies in the world. And my job is to ensure that GE in particular, and business in general, are not adversely affected by changes to tax law, uh, and that tax on the business remains as low as possible. So he wears these two hats in his life, uh, black and, and white, but of course he as a person lives in this sort of grey zone in between. He writes this, to many people, there's something very strange about that pairing, perhaps even mutually exclusive. Some ask, how can you be a priest at the weekends and a tax lawyer during the week? Others ask, does what you do at the weekends, being a priest, make you feel better about or absolve you from what you do during the week? The presumption that I can only live a com compent... Oh, I can never say this word. Um, when you put things in boxes, Com co compartmentalized life. There you go, I can say it. Uh, doing good in one area and something presumably less good uh, in another is very strong. But it's wrong. There's a missing conjunction. I'm a priest and a tax lawyer, both of them all the time. At work, away from work, during the week, on a Sunday, I am both. And if I'm to live that one life I have well, then I have to hold the two intention in balance in my one life. 
I don't know if you can hear it today, but um, I've chosen to, to film at this end of the house uh, because there were workmen working over the road and there's lots of, of noise. There's a huge building project going on. Uh, and so there's the noise of, of work all around us. And sometimes we feel like those things can distract us from God's work. But what if God has something to do in and through uh, our work? What if that noise might be the, the noise of, of God's work. Now you might look at this story with the shepherds and think, well, of course they, they recognised, they found God in the workplace, uh, an angel of the Lord, and then a whole host of angels can't show up without you recognising it. And yet, in the New Testament, the writer of, of the letter of Hebrews tells us that some of us have entertained angels unawares. So what if you and I were to go about our work today, or if you're retired, whatever purpose and, and rhythm and routine that you've found with this kind of hat on. Now, that phrase to expect the unexpected is, is actually not oxymoron. We can't really be ready to be surprised. But what we can do is treat every encounter as potentially angelic. Another writer in the New Testament talks about working wholeheartedly because it is the Lord Christ we are serving. What if we were to go about our day treating others, not just as we would want to be treated, but how we would treat the Lord? That would be an amazing thing for us today. And who knows what God will do in and through the everyday, the normal, the working, the rhythm uh, of our lives. God is not just interested in meeting up with us 52 times a year on the weekend, but 365 days, 24-7, he's interested, he's involved, he's caring about you, which means that today, whatever you're doing, whatever your hands find to do, whatever the work is, that occupies your time and your life. May you find God right there. May you see him working, his purposes out, restoring his purposes, restoring people through you. And may you find God in unexpected places. Mm -hmm.